0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another On My Mind episode. I hope you're having a good day when you're listening to this. I can't believe we have two more weeks left of this year. This is my second to last podcast episode of this year. Christmas is literally Sunday, which is so crazy. If you're listening to this when I post this, it's literally right around the corner. I am not going to lie. I have never not been so un in the holiday spirit And I'm not saying I'm feeling, you know, like the Scrooge, like the Grinch. That's not my vibes. I'm not, you know, I'm not being like anti-Christmas at all. I've been trying. I've been trying my hardest to get into the holiday spirit. But tell me why literally yesterday when I was cleaning my apartment, I had the urge to take down my Christmas decorations already. I was like, I want to get my place being clean and like back to normal already. And Christmas hasn't even happened yet. However, I just finished pretty much all of my Christmas shopping. So I feel really good about that. That, that has me feeling good. I have, I have like little um, presents under the tree. It's very cute and I'm so excited to give everyone their gifts. I've been really realizing something about myself lately and that's that I love to give gifts to people and I love to spoil the people in my life. I love giving like thoughtful gifts and I don't know, something about me, whenever people People can, someone can mention something once to me as like, oh, like I wish I had this or, you know, something that they need or want. And I'll like have that in my head and I'll keep tabs on it. And so for Christmas, if you're listening to this and you're in my life, I probably got you something that you've like snuck into a conversation. So anyway, I'm really excited to celebrate Christmas and do all my little Christmas traditions. Super excited for that and the new year is also approaching very rapidly, which is so crazy. And my next episode is going to be all about new years and goals and stuff like that, which I'm really excited for. I planned out the episode already, so that will be next week. However, this week I thought what better way to end off the year rather than with an advice sesh. I don't think I've done one in December so far, and I like to do do these every so often. Ask you guys on the podcast Instagram what you need or what you want advice on, and I thought this would be a great episode to do today before we head into the new year. Before we get into that, I'll give you a little bit of an update, life update here. I got the plague after Vegas, which I'm not surprised about. I'm not surprised that I came back and got really sick. It wasn't that bad. I just feel like, oh my gosh, one thing after another. First the hospital, now this. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I could obviously have it (laughs) way worse. But I was sick for a little bit. That sucked. But I also feel like there's been a sickness going around the globe because even people like friends that I have who live far, far, far away They're like, yeah, everyone's sick where I live. And I'm just like, oh, that's nasty. Anyway, I'm feeling better now. Today, I had such an exciting day and I literally just got home from it. But I had my first ever modeling job, which was so cool. I've modeled before and I've, you know, been in front of the camera a lot for my own personal stuff. When I work with brands, like as an influencer, I've done a lot of work in front of the camera. So I've modeled before. That wasn't new. However, this was the first time I was hired as a model, not as like a content creator, like not as Ava Jules, but like as Ava Moniz. Jump scare. Did you know that that's not my last name? Jules is my middle name. (laughs) If you didn't know that, now you do. So, whenever I call myself Ava Moniz, I refer, I'm referring to like not my online persona. When I call myself Ava Jules, I'm talking about my online personality. You know, that's like who the world sees. And then who I am, I feel like is Ava Moniz. So, I got hired how i feel like as ava moniz to model for this company and usually when i'm modeling these companies will hire me as like the influencer to promote it and shoot with it so this was the first time not being hired as like a content creator and influencer just to model so that was super exciting i thought that was so cool i woke up and i felt like i had a job to do today because i don't know i i work every day And the whole, the only hard part is when you work for yourself, sometimes it doesn't really feel like work. And sometimes I, you know, struggle finding like my purpose and it doesn't always feel like a big, like a day of work has been done. And I don't know, it's just a weird thing, especially doing what I do. It doesn't always feel like work, even if I'm super busy and doing so much in a day. But today I just felt, I don't know, it was like a different feeling. I woke up and I was like, I have a job to do today. You know, someone hired me. To shoot for them. It's like had nothing to do with me. It's not for my platforms or anything. I got hired just to model and I'm getting paid for it. Like, what? That is so cool. I felt like I had a purpose today and my purpose was being a model and I had so much fun. It's funny because I went into it being so excited but also like a little bit intimidated because we were shooting in a studio and I've never really done that before. Maybe just once, like five years ago, I did this shoot in a studio. But other than that, I've mostly like only done stuff like in nature, outside, whatever. This was like a full studio setup, you know, flash photography. I don't really do that style normally. So that was a little bit different. There was another girl there. She was so sweet. It's funny because I was looking at her Instagram before I, like last night I was looking at her Instagram because the company like DM'd us both. So I saw who I was going to be working with and I was like, oh my gosh, like she's so pretty. She's actually like a model. I'm feeling a little intimidated. Like, you know, I'm kind of like a little rookie here. I'm not even really trying to like enter the modeling industry or anything, but I just happened to have connections with this photographer who was shooting it. And she put me on like her little roster of models, which I thought was really fun. Cause I don't know. I think it'd be fun to do once in a while. But anyway, I was really nervous to meet this girl because I was like, oh, she is legit. Like, she knows what she's doing. She's so beautiful. And she was one of the nicest people ever. And I loved working with her. So that was really cool. I knew the photographer already because we had worked together. Basically, when we, she helped me do, she shot my Sunglow collection uh, a few months ago, I think that was already. And I hired models for that. So she was shooting pictures of the models that I hired. And then there was a few shots that I jumped in because I wanted to be in some of the photos. And when I was posing with them, she was like, Ava, you're really good at this. Like, do you want me to put you on my list of models that I like send to brands when they ask what models I have on my roster? And I was like, you know what? Sure. So this is the first opportunity I've gotten through her, which was really cool and so fun. It was especially exciting because we were shooting for a local... Hawaii Company. It's native Hawaiian owned. And so that was really cool. It's this athletic company called the Eva Company, I-W-A. The Eva is a type of bird and I love supporting local businesses and local small businesses. So I'm super happy I got to do that. I don't know. It felt like I was doing something new today and it was kind of fun to do something that wasn't for myself. Like usually when I'm doing photo shoots, it's for my social media or for my brand or something, you know, under like As Ava Jules, but today, like I said, it was a little bit different. So that was such a cool experience I just got home from that. I still have a bit of a caked face But I had the best day ever and I don't know i'm excited to Maybe like dabble in that a little bit more Like I said, i'm not really trying to enter that because that's just not what I want to do But I think as a little side thing, you know every once in a while it could be fun So that was my morning I have a lot to learn still, you know, it, it was, I was like watching the other girl when she was doing solos and I was like, oh, she just knows how to effortlessly serve looks so good at it. It was really cool to be in front of the camera for someone else, not doing something for myself. So I don't know. I just thought I'd talk about that because sometimes I feel like I would hold myself back from opportunities like that because I'd be scared and I was just like, oh, I'm not, you know, super good at this, whatever. Sometimes you just got to do things, try it out. If you like it, great. Do it again. If you don't like it, well, now you, you have that experience in your back pocket and you know what you don't like. So, you know, either way, you might as well take the opportunities that are thrown at you and I definitely want to carry that energy with me into the new year of keep on saying yes to things, trying new experiences that I'm interested in and, you know, continuing to do something if I like it, even if I'm not like a pro at it because you don't have to be the best at something to do it. So anyway, my drink of today, what I'm currently sipping on, is a Celsius lemon-lime flavor. I'm pretty sure this is a new flavor that they came out with. (laughs) As a girly who loves anything lemon-lime flavored, lemon, lime, lemon water, whatever it is, I just love it. This is the best energy drink I've tasted. It is so good. Let's get into this advice session. I make this little disclaimer, even though I know I don't have to, but... I I feel like it's, you know, just to protect myself here, whatever advice I give, you can take it or leave it. I'm not saying it's 100% perfect advice because I don't know you in real life. I don't always know the full story. So I'm just giving, this is just one person's opinion. You can take it. You can leave it. Take what you want. Leave what you want. Whatever you want to do, totally up to you but I am so excited to see what you all need advice on. And if you want to participate in future episodes like this one, make sure you follow the podcast Instagram. It's at mymindpod on Instagram. Check it out. Let's get into this advice session. How to accept making mistakes and how to love yourself after hurting loved ones. All right. It's a loaded first question. Let's unpack that. How to accept yourself after making mistakes. Honestly, I feel like it just comes down to knowing that mistakes are part of the human experience. There is not one person on this planet who is here right now and hasn't ever made a mistake. We all do it, you know, and sometimes we make mistakes without even realizing it. Sometimes, honestly, mistakes are a good thing because that's how you learn and that's how you grow. If you don't make mistakes, you just stay the same and life is all about learning and evolving and, you know, leveling up in some way, I guess. And so, even though mistakes feel like the end of the world sometimes, honestly, I feel like at the end of the day, they help you. And as for learning how to love yourself after hurting someone you love, I totally understand that. And, you know, sometimes it's hard because sometimes you hurt people unintentionally without even meaning to. And I think the main thing is that once people that you hurt have forgiven you you need to forgive yourself because you can't you know with any mistakes that you make in life if you just constantly get down on yourself for them and think about them it's going to keep dragging you down lower and lower and there's really no growth or learning in that i feel like you have to you know accept what happened accept what you did what you did that hurt someone else and learn from it in life i feel like it's so useless sometimes and it just sucks the energy out of your life when you're holding a grudge against someone or when you're holding a grudge against yourself. Learning how to go with the flow. Ooh, sometimes the flow is hard to go with. And I totally feel this because I'll go through phases where I'm like, ah, I'm go with the flow. You know, I'm just moving with life where it takes me. And other times I'm like, only dead fish go with the flow. I must plan out everything and everything must go according to plan. But there's so much more peace in going with the flow because, you know, you never know where life's going to take you, what it's going to throw at you. And how you learn to just go with it is by letting go attachment to things and letting go of the idea that things need to go the way that you think they need to go. Because in reality, you can't plan out every single part of your life. And if you do plan out every single part of your life, it's not always going to go your way. Most of the time it won't. So I feel like just welcoming things with open arms and also just letting things go without having that iron tight grip on things, whether that's people, experiences, let things come and let things go. Fear of exploring other careers in college when I'm already on a path I feel locked into. Oh, this is so tough. I can't imagine being in that position because I've heard so many stories like this where people are like halfway through med school or whatever it is. And then they realize I do not want to do this. The thing is, yes, it feels like you've been locked into a path, but you still have the rest of your life, you know, to change paths, change ideas, change where you want to take your life. And if you're worried that, shit, I just wasted like three years of my life doing this degree. You know, if you want to switch degrees, say you have to stay in school a little bit longer. Say you have to stay in school like two extra years. Those two years are going to pass regardless of whether you take this class or not. And this is advice I've heard you know, from different people over the years, but I've, I've heard it before and there's been people who have said something along the lines of like, if you're worried about, quote unquote, wasting years of your life going to extra years of school, those years of your life are going to happen whether you're in school or not. So you might as well do what you want to do at that time. And if that means going to school, that means going to school. So if you want to change your career path, it's not worth future you hating your life to stay in something that you know you're not going to be happy with Because what you choose to do is allowed to change. And you know, it might change again and again. Even if it feels like you're locked into something, there's no contract saying you have to keep doing what it is you're doing. You're allowed to change. Will that, you know, uproot some of the things that you've been working on? Yes. But at the end of the day, if it's going to mean your happiness, and if it's going to mean happiness for future you, then I say go with where your heart and your mind wants to take you. My boyfriend and I were together from 15 and 17. I love him so much, but I'm wondering who I am without him. This is so important to talk about. And it's the fact that when you get into a relationship in your teenage years and you're together for years of your life and suddenly you're adults, sometimes you come to the hard realization that your entire being is revolved around this person, your entire personality and who you are has this person attached to it. And that can be a scary thing. And I totally get that because you're like, who am I without this person? That's a scary thought to have. So I feel like in this situation, it's so important to maybe set some boundaries of, okay, I love you so much. I still want to spend my time with you, but I also want to make time for things that I want to do alone. Maybe I want to make time for, you know, hanging out with some friends that I've neglected because I've been hanging out with you. If There's things that you want to do that you aren't doing because you're in a relationship. Do them still. You still have to have your own hobbies. You have to have your own friends, your own life. And I think it's such a beautiful thing when two people with different lives come together and you have your life together, but you also have your own personal lives. So I think what it comes down to is creating those little things that are just for you. Your little moments of alone time, your little moments with friends. I feel like it's so important to incorporate that to... Have your own independence and feel like you you know have your own identity because you do how to know if a guy is being genuine ha, ha, ha i love that you think i know the answer to this because honestly what i rely on is my acute spidey senses this i'm not gonna lie my intuition is actually insane when it comes to like guys that i'm into or talking to or dating my intuition goes crazy you gotta learn how to trust your intuition tap into it you know I feel like as a woman I was born with these spidey senses of like figuring out men. Have these senses failed? Yes, because I've been played in the past. <laughs> but that's when I wasn't in tune with them enough. You know, I was like mistaking things, whatever. However, I've I've like mastered the art of using my my tingly spidey senses to know when a guy is being legit or not. If he's being genuine. And I'm not going to lie, of the time, spidey senses. 20% of the time, you're taking a gamble. With men in general, you know, sometimes you're just gonna have to take the gamble. Sometimes you're gonna take a dub. Sometimes you're gonna take an L. It's all part of the risk. It's all a part of the fun and the horror of dating men. (laughs) I don't know. I don't don't know if there's a real answer to this. I don't know if a guy's being genuine. I don't know. You kind of just have to figure it out along the way you know, eventually in any situation, people's true colors reveal themselves. So sometimes it takes longer than others. Sometimes you might even be in a relationship for a year and then you realize he ain't shit and he wasn't being genuine. Sometimes it reveals itself early on. It's all a part of the gamble that you take. And if it goes well, it's worth it. (laughs) But if it goes south, horrible. (laughs) Again, it's a gamble. So I don't really know if I have an actual answer to this. This whole answer was kind of a joke, but also kind of not a joke. You really just have to, you know, trust your intuition. And sometimes it's hard differentiating intuition from anxious thoughts because even the relationship I'm in right now, sometimes I I have trouble like, okay, are these my anxieties, you know, coming into play? or is this a genuine gut feeling? And I feel like the biggest way I've learned to differentiate the two, for me a gut feeling is something I know, like for a fact. That's kind of like your intuition. And my anxiety speaking is when I am like what if what if what if I think this is happening, what if this is happening? And then a gut feeling and intuition is like I know this is happening. How to gain confidence in talking to guys? Honestly, guys are simple creatures. If you pretend like you're confident, know what you're doing, have riz, they're going to eat it up. I feel like the right types of guys that you want to attract love confident girls. You don't... Some guys don't like confident girls because some guys just like to tear girls down and those are like the boys you want to stay away from, the ones that can't like handle a strong independent woman. We don't want to attract those ones. You want to attract the type of boys and men who love confidence, who love people who are sure of themselves. And if you're like, Ava, I'm not confident. I'm not sure of myself. You can just fake it because they will not know the difference. So when you're talking to guys, I feel like you just have to come at it with... You just got to... You know what I like to do? Well, what I did like to do when I was in the scene. I... And I still like to do this. I mean, whatever. In any situation, when you are in a group of people genuinely visualize yourself exuding this approachable magnetic energy and picture yourself oops my boyfriend's calling me hold on (laughs) Um, hi oh i'm sorry are you filming a podcast yeah uh hello on my mind i'm putting that in yeah yeah that was a nice little intermission. Um, What was the question again? How to, how to talk to men? Uh, I guess the main thing, how to gain confidence in talking to them. I totally realized I just answered the question wrong. She wasn't wondering how to talk to them. She wonders how to gain confidence in talking to them. So I'm sorry, I just popped off on a whole separate thing that wasn't even the question. How to gain confidence in talking to guys? You just got to talk to a lot of different guys. And I'm not saying like, that that could be taken out of context you know just keep doing it keep doing the dang thing and with anything the more you do something the more confident you're gonna get at it so even if you know it doesn't always end up them like reciprocating it whatever you don't need that you just need practice you know so i feel like the more you do it the more confident you'll get opening up to your new partner about previous relationship traumas I feel like this is definitely something that's important to do, but what's more important is to do it on your own terms. You know, if they're like trying to get you to talk about stuff that you're not ready to talk about yet, it, it's a hard balance because, you know, when you're in a new relationship, you're still obviously and you've been in other relationships. I feel like you're helping each other move past things that maybe they haven't yet and You know, sometimes when you're in a new relationship with someone, it can bring up past traumas and trigger certain things, which is why I think it's good to be patient with one another, especially if you've both been in relationships before. And having those open and honest conversations are so important and you'll know when the time is right to have them because I feel like it'll naturally come up. I wouldn't force it. You know, I wouldn't force someone to talk about something they're not ready to talk about, but I also think it's good to leave the door open for that conversation because those are important conversations to have. It all really comes down to communication. And I think being honest and open with your partner is a beautiful thing. And it's really important because, you know, sometimes while it is uncomfy to talk about past relationship traumas, if you keep it all inside, how are they supposed to help with that? And how are they supposed to know what you're feeling, how you're doing, how are they supposed to know how to help you if they don't know what's going on? I feel like at the core of it, though, share what you're comfortable sharing. And if there's certain things that you're not ready to share yet, you can, you know, wait a little bit. And I feel like the more comfortable you get with your partner, the more comfortable you get with them communicating about these, you know, maybe uncomfortable topics, you'll get more cozy doing that with them. And maybe you'll want to open up about other things in the future with them, too how to get over someone who you never dated. (laughs) I've had to do this far too many times. (laughs) Honestly, I feel like you have to treat it like a breakup. Even if you were never officially together, someone you spend time with, you know, you're going to have to mourn that person. And it's almost as if they died. Like you deserve to go through the stages of a breakup because even if you never officially dated someone, losing them and having them out of your life is still hurtful even if they were you were never official that doesn't mean that it hurts less because you never dated so i i'm totally validating you there because i've been there more than once getting over someone in general can be hard and i don't think there's one quick fix to how to get over someone but i think the biggest thing and I've, i'm pretty sure i've talked about this before is just breaking attachment to them i feel like sometimes when you lose someone or you go through a breakup you go through that phase where you don't see them for the first time ever like for the first time in a long time you're like not spending time with them you're not talking to them and it is horrible at first you're like oh my gosh I don't know how to function without this person like I feel like my body is breaking down shutting down whatever and I feel like it just that's your body you know going through the process of expelling them out of your system it's like you're going through withdrawals It's a very real thing, especially when you break up with someone and you're used to spending so much time with them. It literally feels like you're going through withdrawals and eventually the attachment starts to break. The longer you go without seeing someone, the longer you go without talking to them, you start to break that attachment because they're not a constant, they're not constantly in your head. You're not constantly communicating with them or seeing them. And you'd be surprised once you start to break attachment You kind of realize all the things that you didn't realize before like when you had your rose colored glasses on basically rose colored glasses rose tinted glasses Are the lens in which you see someone when you're very much so like in it with them and in love with them And then when you take those glasses off you really see them for who they are when you're like out of that honeymoon phase And you really see them for who they are I feel like you sometimes like what i've noticed when I Start to break or lose attachment to someone sometimes i'll be like I don't even like you as a person. I don't know why I'm so attached to you as like my my partner, like a boyfriend, whatever. I don't even like you as a person. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I think when you, when it comes to getting over someone, you need time and space away. That'll do a lot. It might make you miss them more at first because that's normal. But I promise the longer you spend away, the easier it'll get most of the time. Having no idea what you want to do with your life. This is so much more normal than you think. And I feel like you'd be surprised how many people are also in this boat. When you're a teenager, when you're in your young 20s, when you're in your mid 20s, some people who are even in their late 20s, early 30s, whatever, still don't know what they want to do with their life. How are you supposed to know how you want to spend the rest of your life when your opinions change every five minutes? How are you supposed to know what you want to be locked into I, I don't even, honestly, like, I feel like people are like, oh, you, you know, already have this like great career, blah, blah, blah. you must know exactly what you want to do. To a certain extent, yes, but it's like, I'm not going to be doing this when I'm 40. I have no idea what I'm going to be doing when I'm that age. I have genuinely no idea at all. Am I set for the next few years? Yes, because I want to keep doing this and I love what I do, but I know that this is not something I'm going to be doing later, later down the line. I don't know what I'm going to be doing by then. You know, I have certain ideas of what I like and I'm setting myself up for success, like money habits and, you know, building what I have now, but I don't know what I want to do either. So I'm also there with you. And I think most people, if not, I can't generalize and say everyone, but at least everyone I've ever talked to, you know, we all have kind of an idea, but not really. When we're older, we don't know what we're going to like. We're not going to know what we're interested in. How are we supposed to know that now? I feel like the most important thing to do when you don't know what you want to do with your life is just set yourself up to, you know, be successful in whatever you choose to do. So creating good work habits now, doing well, say if you're in school, doing well in that to create good habits there. If you, you know, just want to get a simple job that you don't mind doing so you can, you know, still support yourself and earn some money, I think that's a great place to start. You don't have to find your end goal career right now, especially when you're super young. How to transition from college to adult life. Ooh, Honestly, I feel like after college, after you graduate in general from high school, whatever, you're kind of just thrown into the next thing. And the scary thing about graduating college is that there's no more school to be like, okay, I can, you know, I'm good for another four years. I have this to look forward to. You're graduated, which means it's time to enter the quote unquote real world. That's so scary that everyone talks about. Transitioning into adult life is interesting because you're kind of just thrown into it. But it's also kind of a good thing because you just have to learn how to do it along the way. There's no easy way to transition from being a student to being a functioning human adult in our society. There's no way to ease into that. You're kind of just thrown into it and suddenly you're doing it. You know, you look down and you were stumbling and now suddenly you're running. (laughs) So I feel like day by day, you take things day by day and eventually you'll finally look at what you're doing and you're going to be like, oh my god, I'm adulting. I don't even know how I got here because you just do it. I don't know. You kind of just figure it out along the way. There's no rule book. There's no guidebook. You will figure it out. I promise because everyone does. Is starting a business in your 20s scary? Please be honest. Mm, It's not scary, but I will say it is definitely a bigger commitment than people think because on the outside, it looks so fun to be like, oh shit, I have my own business it just looks so fun like doing photo shoots and like the posting on social media like what people see on social media it just looks so fun to have your own business which it is but there's a lot of other sides to it that i feel like aren't seen because it's you know behind the scenes work of it i think the only scary part is going into it with a certain expectation I feel like when you're starting your own business, you kind of have to drop the expectations of making money right away, blowing up, being super successful. It has to be something you're really passionate about because even for me, I've had my business. It's been up and running for about six months now. I have still yet to profit off of it. I talked about this in my Spilling My Secrets video on YouTube. I talked about it at the end of the video in more depth, so I won't go into super depth here, but I still haven't gotten paid. I still haven't made money off of running my business. And it's not like my business is flopping because it has been very successful. I've, you know, sold out the first collection and the second selection, selection not selection, collection has sold very well. And I'm still in the red because of startup costs and marketing costs and all these things that I didn't really realize. And so for me, if I had gone into this with the expectation of being super successful right away and making a ton of money, if that was what I was starting this for, I think it'd be really frustrating because I've put a lot of money into it and I still have yet to see the return, which I'm fine with because I knew that going into it and I'm more in it for the long haul. And that's not necessarily my goal with having this brand, but as of right now, other people have gotten paid. I've paid out other people from it, just not myself yet. And so I think that's the scariest thing is having placing these certain expectations on yourself on your business when in reality you just have to go into it and kind of honestly I feel like if you're going to start a business you cannot just rely on that because it is definitely something that takes time. The return of the fruits of your labor and the amount of love and effort you're going to have to pour into it doesn't always come back right away. Most businesses don't turn profitable for at least the first year. However, that being said, I don't want to scare you away from doing it, but I think it's important to be realistic because I notice that's not a lot of something people don't talk about. I have I know a lot of people who have their own businesses and you'd think they're just making absolute bank off of it and most of them haven't made anything. They reinvest it or, you know, they're still like paying off other things. I feel like that's a reality of having your own business that a lot of people don't talk about. So I thought I'd touch on it. However, it has also been the biggest learning experience for me and so amazing and empowering to do it. And I love what I do. But for me, it's like a little side thing. I could not do this. I couldn't like just rely on Sun Glow because I would not... <laughs> eh, things would not be going so well. I'm going through my first breakup ever right now. How can I tell if I'm ready to date again? Hmm. See, this is what I mean. I don't have a whole lot of context here. I don't know how long your relationship was or how long you've been going through this breakup. I do think a little bit of time should pass in order to heal from something. The basic rule of thumb is the longer the relationship, the longer, I don't even want to say should, because again, that's just what society says. You should be, you know, single longer if you've been in a long relationship because it takes, you know, a little bit more time to get over it. However, everyone's situation is different some people start healing from their breakup before the breakup even happens Everyone's situation is different and I think it's important to know That you don't have to listen to anyone else's timeline but yourself However, I do think it's important when you are going through a breakup To give yourself time to heal without the distraction of other boys or other people and you know in order to heal I, I think that is a process that needs to be done alone to a certain extent because when you go through a breakup, I think jumping into something else right away is just hurting yourself more in the long run and you really have to spend that time with yourself and process, do the work of healing. And I feel like you'll know you're ready to date again when you put yourself out there and it feels right. You won't know until you try. If you try to get into the dating scene and you just feel like it's not right yet, then don't force yourself to do it. However, if you have the itch to get back out there, then get back out there. I don't think there's a set timeline that you need to follow. If you happen to meet someone and it just clicks, then hey, it just clicks. And sometimes, you know, you might be long you might be single longer than you expect or you might get into another relationship. Like everyone is just so different. You never know what's going to happen. You kind of just have to go with what's thrown at you, and you'll know you're ready to date when you're asking yourself, you're like, you have the itch and you're asking, if you're asking me, if you're, you know, ready to get back into it, I feel like it's already on your mind that you kind of want to get back out there. So I feel like, you know, at a certain point, if you've done the inner work, there's no hurt in getting back out there. And you know what, even in breakups, let's be honest, most of the time when you get out of a breakup, you're not like, in this strict mindset of, I'm going to take this time alone to heal. Sometimes when you go through a breakup, all you want to do is go feral and hey, if that's what happens, that's what happens. Everyone's different. Everyone's timeline is different. Everyone's story is different. Do what works for you. Do what's best for you <laughs> because for everyone, it is going to look very, very different. I'm going to wrap up the episode here. Thank you all for submitting your questions. I hope this advice was good. I don't really remember what I said, but hopefully it was a little bit helpful. If you celebrate Christmas, I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate. I hope this holiday season is treating you well. Thank you for spending the last 30 or so minutes here with me. I appreciate you. And that was all the advice on my mind.